Welcome to the Seat 14 Podcast, a different perspective on college basketball told by those who lived it. Join us as we bring you insider views, analysis, breakdowns, and predictions from one of the most storied programs in the country, from someone who saw it all from the end of the bench, the 14th seat. In association with the Field of 68 and alongside producer Jordan Barber, I'm your host, Todd Lanter, and this is Seat 14. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Seat 14. Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022. Happy birthday, we- Todd. <sighs> Thanks. Your birthday is the day after Valentine's Day. It is. What day is that? What date? February 15th. That's right. What year? I pop, have no idea. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> You're 31. 31. So See then, how good your math is. 1990? 91. Close. I'll give you that. All right. As in RD1 spirits. Cheers. I'm shit Thank at math, you very much. All right. I failed college um, algebra twice. That's all right. You're good at what you're good at. You know what did I mean? Did you take college algebra? I did. It wasn't fun. What'd you get? It wasn't fun. I don't remember, to be honest with you. Mm. Sam, do you remember what you got in college algebra? That's it. 201 or 202? We had 202 together. It's probably 201. I would have helped you through 202. You know, I started as a business major, I graduated with. Uh, yeah, I graduated with uh, obviously a degree in broadcast journalism, but I started in business and then realized, and then my advisor was like, no, you have to take calculus and stuff. Like, we want oh, you to understand. Ugh. I was like, oh, God. No, yeah, calculus is a no-go. Yeah. Mathematically, my brain just does not compute. But anyways, C14, basketball, yeah. here we are. It's a basketball, baby. Not accounting. Sam Malone sitting over here. Johnny Davis on his way. Um, we're going to have a good segment with those guys. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a blast. Um, so I'm stuck with Jordan for the time being. But we got a couple games to talk about from last week. Yeah, one that I don't want to talk about. Don't want to talk about it. That It's that puke orange, you know? I hate them. You know? Like just, that, that inside of a pumpkin. Yeah, just the most foul shade of orange that you could ever imagine. That They're, they're low down. They're dirty. There's some snitches. <laughs> There's some snitches. Have you You're seen this? You, have you seen the video? You might be too young for that video. Have you seen it? I'm not sure. You don't know what video I'm talking about? <laughs> All right. We're going to show. I will show him that video during the break before we bring the guys on. Um, so Sam Let's Malone. Let's start with Florida. Well, hang on. Sam Malone, yeah, teammate of mine, um, or I guess I was a teammate of his. He was there for national title. I don't want to hear him talk about it. Um, in 2012 before I got there. And then I joined him for his sophomore through senior year. Um, we got some phenomenal stories I'm sure we're going to talk about. And then uh, Johnny David, who took over our role um, after we left um, and was there for four seasons, also some phenomenal stories of his own, um, some great teammates all the way down the line. But like you said, um, we got a great win at home, terrible loss on the road. Um, terrible. And uh, we're going to have to dive into that. So go ahead. Thoughts. What do you think? You look super pleased to talk about this. I'm just going to ignore the Tennessee game for a moment. Okay, go ahead. What we got with Florida? Because the Florida win was everything that we expected. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a yet a, yet another dominant performance by this it was, team. It was a weird. It was a four o'clock. It was a four o'clock game in Lexington. So like the, you know the. I prefer the early afternoon games on Saturday, which ironically we have coming up tomorrow. Uh, as today's Friday, we have a, a good one coming up tomorrow with Alabama at home. But I like those early games. We get to, um, you know, for for us as players, um, and and again, Sam and Johnny can attest to this. But we didn't like like the late night, especially week games. But but even Saturday games where you're 
you know, you're stuck, you're in game mode all day. Like we liked, you know, you wake up, you do breakfast. I'm serious though. You wake up, you do breakfast, you do, you know, you do game film, you do walkthroughs, you do pregame meal, you go play the game, execute, get it done. And then you get to, you know, afterwards celebrate. And when I say celebrate, I mean like you go, you hang out with your family, your friends, you, you know, you just relish conversate it. it, When you got a 9 PM tip off, that's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of waiting. Like you're up all day. Yeah. You're up all day. You have your mood perfect. You have your, you know, you got your tired spells. Sometimes you can get a nap in. Sometimes you can't. Depends on the situation. If you're traveling, whatever. Um, you know, we do. We always did pregame meal uh, at the same time. We do walkthroughs at the same time. Pregame meal is always four hours before tip off. So a 9 p.m. game, you can do the math. 5 p.m. E, uh, meal, and then you know after the game, you're you're eating your postgame meal at you know 11:30 midnight. You got uh, postgame press coverage and media. And then, you know, if it's an away game, you're flying home, you're getting home at 3.30 in the afternoon. If you have a, a you know, mid-afternoon Saturday home game, much different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that Florida game at home last so, weekend, so, this so Saturday, we is going to be great. just blame the Tennessee loss on it being an evening I wish game. you could. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. the AP poll doesn't really take that into account. No, they don't. Um, as it, neither does, uh, you know, bracketology yeah. come Selection Sunday. So... You know, it's a. It's, I don't think there's all, much to gain. To I don't think we need to spend much time on the Florida game. Ball was moving quick. Sevier played great. Oscar played great. That was just that's that the was recipe. what we expected. That's you the know, recipe for was, W. We what what we have to speak about is mm-hmm. what the heck happened in in Tennessee. I, I I if I had an answer, I'd be getting paid a lot more than I am to do this podcast with your bum ass. But sure enough, here we are, and uh, you know, we're our job is to try to to sit here and articulate it. And unfortunately, um, you know, when you have a couple guys that are struggling in a, in a similar way in a game, it's, it's tough to overcome and combine that with the fact that we had, you know, some obvious injuries, um, that we're going to have to figure out how to get past, um, that I'm sure aren't even going to be available this weekend. Um, you know, getting through those hurdles, uh, in a game time situation is tough. It obviously throws a throws a wrench into the game plan, but um, you know, guys are going to have off nights. It's just not often that multiple guys have off nights on the same night. Yeah, this felt like more than just an off night for mm-hmm. a few guys. You're right. This felt like I'm an, sugar. I'm sugarcoating it. Right. You got me. I'm so me, me it. as the neutral observer mm-hmm. maybe i don't have to sugarcoat it as much because i was never a part of this program but it felt different it felt like we didn't want to win as badly as tennessee did a lot so a lot has been made about the whole putting 113 on them in rup mm-hmm. and then wanting revenge out mm-hmm. of this game how much do you buy into that that that, uh, that it was just that tennessee wanted it more and that it's not like a knock against Kentucky because Tennessee was so hungry for revenge. It, it's a knock against us regardless of their hunger yeah, for agree. revenge. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat that. You're right. But at the same time, they, you know, that that plays a factor. Like, they're not going to get run out off their home floor, or at least they don't want to. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of teams that we still would have been able to, to route, you know, in their own, in their house. Um, this Tennessee team is talented. Um, they're well coached. Again, Rick Barnes they, winning record over Cal. 
These yeah. guys kryptonite. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to go that far. But <laughs> but he's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. I think, and he, is a, I think he is an amazing coach. He is. And furthermore, he learns from his mistakes. Yeah. And he analyzed the game film, and he broke it down. I promise you more than anybody else. Um, he did not want to lose that game in Rep Arena. Yeah, and neither did his play. Oh, yeah, go on. I thought you were going to say something else. No, I'm just I'm saying he he didn't want to lose that game, and he and he, you know, he's going to take the learning opportunities that he can from the way that they performed in that game and try to figure out how to counter it at home. And, you know, obviously they did a good job of that. I don't think that it's a 50-point swing, like, that, you know, that it appeared to be, like, I mean, we were 30 points better than them here and 20 points worse than them on the road. And that's never, that never should be the case. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he he ate that first punch and he and he responded well and he prepared them well and you know he should have been telling them he should have been telling their players going into this game like you owe it to yourself to come out here and prove prove that you're not 30 points worse than this team mm-hmm. and you know they're they're a talented group and again well coached well executed well um prepared and they uh they showed a little bit more that this past week, but it's, you know, we're, we're better team than we, than we showed. And I hate when we underperform, but sometimes again, and we're going to, I'm sure we're going to dive into this in the next segment, but sometimes it's necessary to get, you know, you want to, you got to taste that blood a little bit on your lip, take, take that punch and, and taste the blood and realize like, this isn't something we're comfortable with and, and respond. And that's a situation that they dealt with as, as a group, when they came to Rupp, and that's a situation that we're going to have to deal with moving forward after after taking that beating that we did. Yeah. I'm, of course, okay with the the loss as a lesson. Um, this loss felt different, though, uh, you know, just from, my, from a fan's perspective. Can you compare this to the Notre Dame or Auburn or Duke losses. The ball didn't seem to be moving with intent. Guys didn't seem to be grabbing the ball with intent. Mm. I just saw a lot of, like – tendencies that I've never really seen from this team that that really did concern me it's it, but you know at the end of the day it is just one game I'm probably reading into it way too much uh Tennessee really wanted to win Rick and his players both clearly really wanted to win mm-hmm. um they were doing some some pin down action on the uh on the wings that was yeah giving us fits yeah just tearing which us to up. be honest I'm I'm shocked that those type of I'm shocked that those type of actions were able to have the effect on us from a defensive yeah. standpoint that they did because we're better prepared than that. Um, Cal's teams hang their hat on defense at the end of the day. He I, wins I, games I, with defense. I really, I really don't know what it is that caused that lull. I mean, it didn't. I don't know that it was lack of focus. I don't know. It, it shouldn't have been lack, lack of preparation. We'd seen these guys before. They knew it, but we knew what they were going to run against us. Um, we just didn't do a you know a particularly phenomenal job of defending it, and mm-hmm. um, we got stagnant on offense. We didn't uh, execute in the ways that we're comfortable and normally able to you know hang our hat on. Like you yeah. said, I mean, Oscar had by far, in my opinion, his worst game of the season. <laughs> Still thirteen and fifteen. Thirteen and fifteen. Yeah, that's crazy. And and that's unbelievable. That shows you what like any any athlete out there who doesn't understand. That you can impact a game outside of the box score. Exactly. Just look at that. that. That's what. I, that's exactly what I was alluding to. He had thirteen and fifteen, 
and by far underperformed. And he's had worse stat lines and had a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just it it it's a long. Um, it's it's trying to figure out what's best and how to best execute um, to give your team the best chance to win. And and we just didn't do that all around the board on on Saturday. And um, what was this Saturday? No, I'm sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, and and that's not something that I want to be dealing with in late February. I mean, I'm okay. I I will never complain about a team losing a game because they miss shots. You're going to miss shots. This is the game. That's how it goes. You're going to miss shots. You can shoot a shot yeah. a million times. Effort and, felt lackluster. But the effort wasn't there. And that is not... That's worried. That really... That's not okay. That's a problem. Um, it's a it's a huge issue that needs to be dealt with. Um, I don't know how you deal with it because this is a team... That, and that's, that's never tasted, been an issue for this It hasn't. Team. Not with this team. This team has tasted greatness. They've seen and done some phenomenal things so far as a unit. So much effort in that Auburn loss. Like, they, they missed shots, mm-hmm. sure. You yep. missed shots, you had two players go down. I never questioned the effort, the moving the ball with an intent to, you know, really capitalize on the defense's mistakes. It just felt like we were out there just playing. Yep. Just and playing not to lose. 100%. And that obviously is, you know, a struggle. And it's not something that I feel like um, it's – I don't know that that's coachable. That's what worries me. Which makes me hope it was just an aberration. Yeah. Some but, set of circumstances that created this feeling amongst, you know, a few guys. That, mm-hmm. And obviously Ty Ty's injury didn't help it at all. Um, you think Cal should have played him? Cal doesn't think he should have. I don't think he should have. But but I don't know what he said to him in the locker room. I don't know what Ty Ty said. Yeah. I don't know what this training staff said. I think that... You know, from what I know about ankle injuries, which is I have no medical background, I have experience in having twisted ankles, that it's tender for a long time. And, you know, he he might have had to sit out three more games before he felt 100%. We use the term 100% a little too lackluster. You know, like... When is anyone truly you're not 100%? Ever. Yeah. Like, in college basketball, you're not ever 100%. You're sore, you're tired, you're, you're, your ligaments hurt, you're, you're having to constantly get treatment and hot tub and cold tub and stretching and all that stuff. You're never really, really 100%. And, but with a specific injury like that, um, it's, it's pretty much up to the discretion. Like, is, how tender is it, right? If his ligaments are fine, if, it's, if his ankle's sturdy, how tender is it? If he says he can go and he goes, you answer for it. And and you know, I think uh, if he's if he was comfortable performing and he went out there and went with the intent to play, that you can't question that. And um, I, I don't I don't hold Cal accountable. I, I mean, I think if the training staff told me that he was told told Cal as as the head coach that he's good to go, then you know, yeah, nobody's fault. Yeah, but uh, dumb loses more than smart wins, which. May apply here, it may not, um, but we didn't come out and do what we've done to win games in the past. And uh, I, I, I don't know if that's you know that they were comfortable and lackadaisical. Um, I don't think it was lack of preparation. So I don't know yeah. what to hang that on, but I, I know that they're going to learn from it, and I expect to see an entirely different team tomorrow morning. Sure, we will. I'm sick of talking about this. Let's get John and all right, Johnny and, and Sam. In Let's get Johnny and Sam in. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Let me take a second to tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. What sets them apart, though, is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Welcome back. I got my two uh, two fellow All-Americans here with me. Um, for those of you that don't know who Sam Malone... Uh, huh? Yeah, and Johnny David are welcome in, guys. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you having us. Are you enjoying your... uh your RD one William Tarr. Yeah, this is great stuff. Yeah, I'm not not the biggest bourbon guy, but I could. I could. Uh, we're trying to convert the Boston boy, but you're picking it up pretty. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, I'm a bourbon guy, and this is pretty good. Did it this did it start good. in Kentucky, or did it? Were you already that way before? Were you already you know tainted before it you actually, got down here? It started whenever I was like about to leave Kentucky. Really, I like the end of your career here. Bourbon until my spring semester senior year. Okay, so I was kind of mad about it. Yeah, I went to only went to Woodford and Wild Turkey. Well, that's good because you were just 21 at that time, right? And you don't, you're not allowed to drink alcohol before you're 21. You're right, you're right. You're right. That's, why I got, that's why I got it. Yeah, that. exactly. That's yeah. Uh, when were you, your years were what, 2016 or 15, fall of 15? And Sam and I were there together. He was there a year before me. He's got a ring. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Um, so let's start with the obvious uh, situation here. We just got spanked um, by Tennessee. Sam, you're and I's worst loss. Was at Thompson Bowling, right? The worst loss is usually the last game of the season. Okay, let me rephrase that. Biggest loss by points was at Tennessee, right? we got absolutely smoked. Coach Cal got thrown out of the game. Um, Fans are crazy there. I think it was a brand new arena when we walked. It was the first, but that was our first game after Nerlens got hurt. Yep, yep. So we weren't in the best of spirits that day either. Is it as a strategy? Like, is it a strategy? Hundred percent, it's a strategy. Yeah, yeah. He'll never maybe say, not, he'll never say it's not a strategy. Like he, he'll never say it wasn't. It, let's not pretend that he doesn't lose. Like he loses his emotions a little bit sometimes. But there's there's been quite a few times where it was Texas A or uh, yeah Texas A and M that year was a strategy. You remember that? Yeah. He was like, I remember him coming out at half, and he's like, "Y'all buckle up." Like, we, we could tell. Did he ever do that with you all? Uh, yeah, my freshman year at uh, South Carolina. That, the first, I do remember that. In the first couple minutes, yep. just went, was going out of ref. And as soon as he left, like, we just rallied. Know, the t- yeah, the team yeah. energy is so different and in a good way. Yeah, yeah. In a good yeah. way, kind of like rallying behind. KP was leading the way. It was kind of. That's 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 one dude I miss having here. But he, uh, KP, I mean. But Cal, like, to, to answer your question, he's, you know, it's, he can tell if the trajectory of the way they're calling the game is going in the wrong direction. And it just, it he kind of just changes the tone, like change the narrative. And go ahead. I got a question on the KP thing. Uh, if you're a betting man, would you bet on KP as the next head coach of Louisville? I'd like to, yeah. I, I, I think he'd be great. I would love to. I actually, I don't know if I should have or should not have said this, but I said something to Zan the other day. I was like, man, I hope he gets that job. <laughs> I hope he takes it. Would that make the rivalry better? Oh, or like, so I, Kentucky people like KP. Yeah. yeah. They really but, like KP. Yeah, but like it's it's happened in the past with Wayne Turner going to work for Patino yeah. and some other guys. So 
That would that would juice things up a little bit. I personally would love it. I'd love it. Like I, I people hate Louisville because it's easy to to do, but like the rivalry is like what like when this when both teams are good, that's what makes it fun. Louisville's sucking this year. Like yeah, the fans love to run their mouth, but it yeah. doesn't make the the rivalry fun. Like you want it to be. It's not a rivalry if we just you know punk them every time. And right now they're so down. It's just like I don't even want to. Yeah, I'm not even excited. Like they're, I'm not even like mad that they're not making the game up. Yeah, no, I think it'd be definitely better because it'd be two better teams playing against each other mm-hmm. be there. But as far as like fans going at each other and stuff, and like always, I mean, we obviously don't like the coaches most of the time. But with KP there as players too, like from our perspective, we like KP. Like, Love KP. I would root for Louisville. Yeah, but I want to see him do good, but not against like UK. And to your point about the, I think there's some fans that like. They want Louisville to lose every single game by fifty. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I just, I'm not gonna hate on the program. Like, I'm not mad about the program. I just don't like some of the things they've done, decisions they've made. Like, they, they, it made they made it so easy for everybody to root against them. Like with all the scandals and everything else, that they're so easy to hate that it's it's almost to the point now where we're just like, all right, like, like how can you can't get this straight? Like, it's not that hard to not be. You know, yeah, pieces a, of shit. A, it's a top tier program. I it mean, should be, but yeah. they're they're down and like they're. I just you, they made so many bad decisions over the last like seven years that I can't I can't even wrap my head around like how you begin to dig out of it unless you just clean house. Now they need a new AD, which I think they right? should bring in Dwayne T- Peavy. Yeah, they need a new that'd president. Be, that'd be good. That'd be good. If they brought in, if they brought in Dwayne Peavy and Kenny Payne, they got something good going there. They would have something good going. Put you in I'd throw pre- on a red t-shirt every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't think that's a good idea at all. <laughs> but, but the rest is fine. What was your – I know you were going to a point. You usually try to at least. Sometimes you talk in circles. But what's your question? Oh, don't, I don't hear you S- say Swing him that. Ask your question. First of all, don't you dare call me out for talking in circles, Todd Lanner. Hey. You, like that is your specialty. Don't disrespect the producer. That's right. I run this shit. I'm the <laughs> now. No, but I want to know, um, in y'all's opinion, is it better? Because this was the worst loss of the season, undoubtedly the worst loss of the season against Tennessee. So is it better to get that later in the year when you've got all the momentum on your side or like kind of as a wake-up call, or would you prefer to have Hang on. that earlier, later? It, the worst loss of the season in regard to what? Because Tennessee's a better team than like Notre Dame is. I mean, yeah, but I mean, they weren't even competing. That's true. That's true. And we're probably going to, well, we lost, we had injuries. We lost, not that I'm saying that's why we lost, but now we're, now we're a little tainted going into tomorrow. I don't know why I used that word twice already, but going into tomorrow, we got, we're at least down two guys on top of the bad mojo we had coming out of that game. So what's your opinion? Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, who's out? I haven't, I haven't Ty Ty's out. Um, I didn't like, I, Jacob I, is out, right? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about, like, I saw the injury, I saw that, like, I mean, I was like a PT, seeing what yeah, happened. Say, they yeah. need a good physical therapist. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, seeing, like, what happened, and then him coming back, like, I was really happy for him, but I didn't, I just, like, obviously, I haven't heard anything from in-house in or anything, but I just didn't like his facial expression Yeah, when he got off the bench, like, when he got No, off, he was sitting on the bench, yeah. You could tell from his face that he just was not happy. He sat on the bench, like, I mean. Like, he, he looked like he was contemplating yeah, a lot Yes, of he was like, the weight of the world was on his shoulders in that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah, when you like, let's I compare mean, that to your season-ending injury. How did you when you knew you couldn't help your team anymore? Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but to, to that point, my <laughs> freshman year, um, 
I had gotten hurt, which had nothing to do with this, but we mm-hmm. lost our the last game, I think SEC tournament. We yeah, to Vandy. To, to Vandy and ended up winning the national championship, and nobody remembers that game. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the Vandy the game. SEC championship yeah. Vandy game. People remember the Indiana game because it was so crazy. Mm-hmm. But you take a loss like this, we end up winning a national championship. No one's going to remember the Tennessee. Yeah. Nobody. I bet if you polled, like, the SEC fan base as a whole – after the 2015 season, that they would think Wisconsin won the title, not Duke. <laughs> yeah, I bet they would. After they it. beat yeah. us, I bet they would. People remember that game more. I don't even remember yeah. who Duke played in that game, to be honest. The, in the Final Four game, me either. I don't yeah. remember who it was either. But Do you? Wasn't it Wisconsin? No, we played Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin he, I mean, he, beat he, us. He, Wisconsin beat oh, us. Then Duke, Duke beat. Who did Duke play to get yeah. to the game? To oh, championship. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Was it? Was it Michigan State? No, that was the year before. Michigan State was in the Final Four the year before. Because that's the year you won the academic award. Yeah. I remember Izzo was up there when that happened. I don't remember who the other team was. You going to look it up? How pathetic yeah. is that? <laughs> that's bad. But, but to that point, we were in yeah. the Final Four, and I can't tell you who the other team was. I yeah. guarantee you people, I bet most of the SEC fan base would think that Wisconsin won that title. And that's when Grayson Allen made his coming out party, which makes me even more sick to my stomach. I still don't like that kid to this day. He's quite, yeah. Quality somewhat, but he still does the same old Grace Allen things. Yeah, he does. That's why I can't get he's, behind him. He, yeah, he's. I don't know. But going kids back got doesn't have his head on straight. Go ahead. While he's looking that up. Going back to injuries for our situations. What? How do injuries affect you guys in practice? Because there was many times when I was there that we were kind of short. Yeah. And someone would get hurt. The next thing you know, you know how we'd always have to fill in any spot. I'd be guarding. I remember my senior year, like I was going to just read Travis. Yep. Dude's a tank. We, like, so uh, to, first off, to preface this, we had a season in season ending injury on all of my teams. I don't remember if you had one your freshman year besides you, no. but we had Nerlens Noel in 2014, who was out for the year with ACL. We had Alex Poitras in 2014, who was out for the year with an ACL. And then we had Willie in 2015. No, backwards. Backwards, sorry. 2014, Willie got hurt in the in March Madness against Louisville, I think it was, with an ankle. And then AP got hurt in 2015 in, like, December. Got to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was out um, that year. So I had to play all five positions in practice. I had yeah. to guard I had to guard everyone. It's Yeah, like some practices you'd be doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. For yeah. even, like, months straight. And then all of a sudden you're just thrown into the fire. Remember that one practice in 2014 where they it was like me, Todd, Kyle Wilcher, <laughs> JP, uh, JP, and B Long, and B Long, and her hoodie, and hoodie, hoodie, yeah, yeah. yeah. all star lineup. That's right. We just like never just go straight up five on five in practice. And for some reason, we just went five on five, and we were up like twelve to two. And then Cal's like, "Get on the line, yeah, everyone, sprint." One thing we learned that I'm sure you can attest to is. Every time we had a phenomenal practice, practice sucked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, if we were yeah. playing well, it was bad. It was bad overall. Did you find it? No. How? I don't have Wi-Fi. Okay. Going back to that, yeah, no. Practices were always, you never, like you said, you never knew. You can be going to five, mm-hmm. going to one. I remember one practice, quite a green went out for a couple of days. I was going up against Shea, Gildas Alexander. Yep. And there was to a point where I was like, like, dude, he's so lengthy. Mm-hmm. Like, just so lengthy. I, there was one point I told him, I was like, to just, I know you can steal the ball from me if I'm bringing it up against you. 
but just for the sake of practice, can, let's just we'll, we'll, let's just keep it going. Let me bring it up. Get the offense going. Give me, let me a, get the, get it started. Get at least one pass off, and then then you'd be good. Who who was the most talented guy that you that you played with? Most talented. Yeah, like who's the best? Who? That's what comes to mind right away. Is I mean, there's obviously crazy talent, but the most like naturally gifted like just scores mm-hmm. have to be Jamal Murray and Malik Monk. Like they were just yeah. they make shots when you think that you're playing perfect defense. Mm-hmm. And that's the shot that they wanted to take. Malik's carved out a pretty damn yeah, good I, role for himself. I couldn't be happier for him. I He's, he found a great spot. It's I've always said this, like, and I, I use uh, Rondo as a perfect example. Like, and obviously you probably grew up watching him with that Boston team, but he found the perfect opportunity with the perfect roster that he was able to step into a role that utilized his skill set exactly how it needed to be used, right? He's he was an assist guy. I couldn't shoot, um, but he put you put Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray right. Allen around him. I mean, like yeah. he he yeah. he created a fearless it. mentality, which Malik has too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing about Malik; he's not afraid to take that shot. Will never be afraid to take. That yeah, shot. he he's carved. I mean, what he's doing in LA now is, you know, Nicky Zelia, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, I did see that the other day too. But he's but he's as a curse or what? <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. Oh. By the way, it was Michigan State. In 2015, okay, yeah. but I was wrong because I was thinking you won the you won that award in 2015, yeah. which is why I was thinking because I remember Izzo being up there with you. But do you know who the the uh, fourth team was in 2014 with us? We uh, lost to UConn, UConn in the title game after beating Wisconsin. Do you remember who UConn beat to get there? Could it be Michigan? Florida. Florida. Oh yeah, Florida. Uh, Patrick Young. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beast. That was a good team. Yep. That was a good team. What's the um, as always, we always say this, but this is supposed to be like a chill basement bourbon sipping conversation. So we don't really have much of a game plan here, but I want to know what your, like, what game do you remember the most on the road? Cause we talk about that, like all, all my guests so far that we've, that we've worked or talked with, um, have been former players, mm-hmm. uh, most of which in an era, you know, further, further behind than, than ours or longer ago than ours. We had hoodie on recently and Dominique Hawkins, pretty much everybody and Jared Polson, but everybody else has been the older generations. Yeah. And so I want to know, um, you know, out of all the places that you traveled, what you think was probably the most hostile environment or the place that you hated going the most. That's uh, hated going the most. And like, I don't know. There's two like different three, questions. Like three questions. Okay. Answer all three of them. <laughs> hated going the most. I mean, I really at Tennessee. I really hated Tennessee. Okay, I like. I, I hate they low down. They dirty. I hate to compliment Tennessee, but I snitches. do like their arena, though. Yeah, like, it is. But it's pretty nice. It's open. But, like there's, yeah. there's like, like there's no, de- there's no defined wall between the stadium and the concourse. Yeah, and that's right? the only positive thing I'll say about yeah. Tennessee. Huh? Yeah. Lots of energy. Oh, there's a. So you, met, you saw that thing? It was like. Final four, Sam Malone three, Tennessee zero. <laughs> <laughs> At college game day, that was pretty funny. That was funny. Sam, That's that was, amazing. I forgot you made those shirts. It was like one every I, game I played yep, in. Yep, he did. I, did, I love yeah. that. That was, it was great. amazing. Yeah. That was great. But going back to what you were saying, one of the coolest um, away games we had, I'd have to say, it was West Virginia, my mm. junior year. That's when we were down, I believe, like 19 points. Mm. Like nothing was going our way. And then I believe it was like Kevin Knox started going off that yep. game. But that place though was just crazy. It was That's just, awesome. It was really rowdy. But then as soon as we started coming back, it got pretty quiet. But that was probably one of the more hostile environments I think. That's the in. best came back feeling. And won. It was a good, probably the best comeback win. Also, That's awesome. That's the best feeling. 
quieting the crowd on the road. Not from like, you know, me. <laughs> I wish that I would I said this last time actually. JJ Reddick was one of my favorite players to watch because he ate that up, man. He'd get on the road, hit a couple shots, everybody's booing him or whatever, and he just loved it. Like he'd eat he it was just fuel. And like that's how had I been that good and been like an all star, you know, like able to to be in in those situations or whatever that's i would feed off of that shit shit what about you best um, i mean i have to imagine the indiana indiana game was nuts um i had two of my cousins come uh on my tickets who live in chicago and they were up in the rafters for that game and after that game they ended up attending university of indiana because of the experience really and, uh, wow. yeah so that was one of the most memorable games win or loss and then Arkansas on the road, um, somebody DM'd my sister and said, I'm a friend of Sam's. Can I get his phone number? So they get my phone number. and then Wait, who was this? Uh, so some random Wait, person, but what school? Arkansas. Okay, random, I was, okay random go ahead. Go ahead. DM's <laughs> my sister and says, I'm a friend of Sam's. I don't have his number anymore. Can I get his number? So my sister gives him this number. The night before the game, I'm getting all these weird texts like, can I buy your bicycle? Can I buy your bicycle? <laughs> I remember Is this. this. your Craigslist ad for your bicycle. And then That's I get great. a text. I'm like, this weird. And then I get a text <laughs> later that says, mentioned somebody who was a friend of Willie's and said, hey, this is so-and-so. Can I have Willie's number? I remember I had this. no idea this was going on. So I'm like, sure. Like, here you go. We get to the game the next day, and there's a pamphlet going around the whole student section with my number on it and Willie's number. And Willie had like 300 voicemails after the game, had to change his number. My phone was getting blown up. I remember that's, that. You know, that's probably the one of the craziest opposing fan experiences. That's what happened with, uh, I don't remember the team, but when DeMarcus said, call me, that's yeah. the same. Somebody, I think it was Hoodie. Somebody hit up Hoodie and did played the same. My strategy the same time thing. was to direct all the hate towards me so that my teammates could just do their thing. Yeah. Nice headband, loser. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember like, that. All right, keep it coming. The most, the most shit that was ever talked to me. You probably remember this was at Notre Dame. Do you remember when we played there? I don't remember that one. So I remember when we played there and we lost. Yeah. So at Notre Dame, the whole football team was like the first three rows of the student section, and they're running their mouth to me, and they knew my sister's names. They, this is my first year. Like they knew my sister's names, my parents' names. They're lighting me up, and I'm like, why do you? Our fans don't know my name. <laughs> Why are you worried about that? And uh, they end up beating us. It was, you know, terrible loss. It was awful. And then um, uh, a couple months later, they were playing, the football team was playing in the national title game, and uh, the Manti Teo story broke, story broke. And I was like, that's what you get, you sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, uh, they got a, they got whooped. That game. Was that Alabama that beat them? You probably remember. You don't? You were like 10 then probably, I guess. That was 2013. How old are you? He just graduated in December. Oh, congrats. Student intern over here. <laughs> no longer. That's right. That's big boy. <laughs> All right, next question. Take it. Let me get that. Uh, Sorry, that's weird. Yeah. This, this table. Working oh, on the – hey. That's a genius that. move right there. That's an advanced maneuver. Um, advanced maneuver. God clown show what <laughs> what does a team so cal's justified this loss i'm not gonna say he's like doing it consciously but he's saying i've got a team that is built for march 
bring it on. What does that look like? What is a team in the all threes minds that is built for March look like? Go ahead. I'll say, I feel like, yeah, no, he definitely has the team watching him like early on. Cause I remember the one team I can relate this kind of to is my sophomore year when you have a lot of those guys who are older. I mean, I, a lot of them are two are transfers though. I'm sure you guys, like when you guys had older guys on your mm-hmm. team, it made a little bit of difference. Mm-hmm. Instead of having freshmen and sophomores. And you got like, good, I feel like they got good leadership on this team. And I mean, a loss was a loss last week, but as far as like having the tools to be able to make a run and having those guys, I feel like you, you have it. Yeah. Like you definitely have them. I mean, there's a couple components that make a championship team, right? I mean, you got to be able to score at all three levels. Um, you can't, can't get out rebounded. You got to be able to run the floor, stop the ball. I mean, defending the half court. Um, consistency. Yeah. Consist- yeah. I mean, the, the thing about that I think makes most of our teams unique, specifically to this year's team, is you have. You know, you got a guy like Oscar, but then you got a guy like Damian Collins, right? They can't prepare for both. They just can't. And Cal's always found a unique way to utilize those tools at the right times to take advantage of teams because they're not, you can't, they can't spend hours in in the practice gym in March preparing for this matchup. And so most of the time they don't have an answer. They end up throwing something stupid at us and we figure it out and talent talent beats them every time. Um, That's why a lot of times Cal gets this, reputation for rolling the ball out and letting them do their thing it's him it's him specifically placing guys in a position to do something that they do well one thing he always did for i know for sam and i's team and i obviously watching from a distance with you all is he finds those two or three things that any given guy is good at and he says this is what you're gonna have to do to make your team win to help your team win even though we knew that you know book was capable of you know running point or was capable of creating his own you know, shot off, off the dribble. Like he was pretty much limited to spot up shooting and two dribble pull ups, right? I mean, pretty much for the most yeah. part. Carl, yeah, Carl was was right or left shoulder in the paint, and you know maybe a fifteen footer here and there if they if they you know left the gaps open. Both of those guys are all stars because of neither of those things that they do in the NBA. I mean, Book's not an all star because of a spot up three. Like he's not. Carl's not an all-star because he shoots hook shots in the paint, but that's what that team needed for us to be successful. So he finds ways to kind of put those guys in a position. And going off what you're saying there, I feel like the best teams that he's had, especially when I was there, I'm sure you guys can relate to it too, are the ones that actually buy in to what he's telling them to do. Yeah. The teams with the guys who try and like be like, oh, he tells me not to dribble and drive mm-hmm. as much, and then they try and do it and turn the ball. Like those were the times where you'd run into trouble or like run into like a bad stretch, and those were the teams that weren't as yeah. Um, wouldn't win as much, yeah, because they weren't listening to him. He knows what he's talking about. He knows. He's been doing it he a does. while. He, he knows, knows what he's talking about. Hall of Famers, go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. but until you get in there and see that, like, that's what he's telling them to do, then you know people are playing armchair quarterback and they're speculative and they're like, well, you know, he should have done it this way. Well, I mean, that's easy to see. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but he's 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 focusing on how to get those guys to the professional level. Their goal, he says it every year in preseason, like your goal is to make money playing this game. If you rising tide lifts all boats, you buy in, do what we're telling you to do. It's going to be good for everybody across the board. There's sometimes like where, I mean, again, from the outside looking in a guy like Jamal Murray was being asked to do more than he probably should have been been asked to do at, Mm -hmm. at certain times because that team didn't necessarily have all of those other components built around them, even though you were all were great that year. Um, he, there was a lot of it was Tyler it stayed in his hands yeah. most of the time yeah. um whereas like now i think with this offense with these with 
with this uh, roster, especially now with Ty Ty hurt, I think Kellen Grady's going to have to handle the ball a lot on the wings and come off a lot of dribble drives, run a lot of the two and three circle actions and things like that. That team specifically with you all probably didn't utilize that as much but that's the thing is he he he'll put in all these offenses at the beginning of the year and then he'll test it and when he finds something that guys are able to exceed at and and look good doing then that's kind of the way that things start to to veer and with our teams you know I can speak firsthand that's how it goes he put all this stuff in we found a few things that worked and that's the direction we went. And then everything else just kind of went to the wayside until we needed it. And we every once in a while, he'd throw a curveball. But for the most part. Yeah. And as far as this team goes, I think Keon Brooks, to me, is kind of the X factor. Being like a veteran with the team. Mm-hmm. Guys definitely go as he goes. When he went off against T- Kansas, they were hands down the best team in the country that yep. night. And he's long. He can shoot. And he was a no-show against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot, a lot goes by him. 100%. We have a unique situation this year. We Obviously, we've talked about this to to no end on here, but since you all are sitting here, um, we got the veterans, so-called veterans, which Keon's a junior, right? Yep. Yeah. So we yeah. so we got junior junior with Keon, junior with um, with uh, uh, um, Jacob. Damian, or uh, da- da- Davion Mintz. Is he a senior? Yeah, he's 24. Oh God! Jeez. Okay, sorry. So okay. So point is, two guys that are vets in this program under Cal that have been here for several years or a couple years, and then you got um, Oscar, who was who was came in from West Virginia, who's a vet. Um, Severe, who came in from Georgia, who's a vet and played in the SEC, and Kellen, who had two, who's a two thousand point guy at Davidson, that's a vet. So three of them coming from different programs across the country. Two of them who've played under Cal and you know know how he likes to coach and like what he means when he says a certain thing. Mm-hmm. So you have that locker room presence. And one thing that I think it's been a huge help for is is like Ty Ty. Ty Ty is able to go out and get seventeen and seventeen, and almost nobody even notices. Yeah. Like he's he's flying under the radar in a good way. Like mm-hmm. he's able to get credit where credits due when he's performing well, but he doesn't have to go out and feel like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders to live up to that pressure as a freshman. And I think what that's been able to do for him and for this team is is something that we don't get to see here very often. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, like it, that kind of describes their like entire team. Like they're extremely balanced. Yeah, you know, it's not just like you're bringing up Jamal Murray that year before. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was a lot heavily with like Tyler Ulis and him, mm-hmm. and that was kind of not it, but like for the most part, our main core. Yeah, but, like with this group, you got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. inside, outside. You literally have it all. So that's why whenever someone like if they're just doing what they're supposed to do and playing their game. Then they're gonna have that, yeah. Like they're gonna have that seventeen points, ten rebounds, or whatever the record he broke with the assists. Like nuts, it's, it's crazy, nuts, it's crazy. But he's not drawing. Basketball. Yeah, they're they're able to just do their thing. Like it's like he's. <laughs> I think in a I was gonna say it's like he's rolling the ball out there and they're playing pickup. I mean, in a weird joking. way, like the amount of points you score as a team kind of correlates to how happy the team is. Because if you're scoring like the fifties. Guys are like, I'm not getting mine. You know yeah. what I mean? But this team's getting 80 points a game. I think highest they said since 2016. We're averaging 82 right now. 82, which yeah. was 84 in 2016. So when you're playing like that, you're having fun. Yeah. Because guys, guys want those double figure numbers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think I think the way they're playing is exciting. I think that they're a team that is obviously veteran and has gelled together. It seems like they really like each other. Now it's just time, time like. You know, when shit hits the fan, are you going to step up? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, who's good under the spotlight? 
They're just fun to watch too. Yeah. Like I forget, I don't know if it, what year it was, but there was a year sometimes like, I would watch them and like they would do their thing. They would still have like the nice lobs and stuff, but there was like, I don't know. There's just something missing, you know, mm-hmm. I forget which year that was, but I'm like, I'm not talking bad about anybody. Was it, was, was it like, after you left? It was after I left. Yeah. So like, this is your what? Third year out? Third year out. So there was the, there was the COVID year. Mm-hmm. And last year. That year sucked to watch. I'll tell you that. I and think that yeah, was that it. Was last year I sucked think. because, well, no, I mean, last the team. Year the, w- years ago. Last year's when they were nine and sixteen. We have it that year. Yeah, we that year was. It was so just, I was watching them, and it just that year yeah. sucked because obviously the team was struggling with some cohesive issues and and things of that nature. But also, you're looking at a. I mean, imagine what your career at UK would have been like without the fans. Oh, I could. I could oh, not imagine. Oh, that. I mean, I got out at a great time. I mean, I can't like. I can't stomach that, and I don't, and I'm not like. I don't even know how to put that into words. Like that's yeah. that was like, what you work for. Like you come to a school like this and put all that work in in the gym in those you know midnight hours, you know, getting all those extra shots up and stuff. It's not for the glory and the spotlight, but like you want to be able to go out and showcase what you've built and what you've worked for. On a, like that's what that's part of what coming here is for is that that stage like that will, that will drive you crazy yeah really crazy I, I can't like I felt so yeah, bad for that team year, like Riley Welch's senior year yep. that's mm-hmm. tough <laughs> I just I, it makes me sick because like I mean there's nothing they could do about it but yeah. there's that's, that's what you work all year for that's what you work for all year for that SEC tournament yeah like going somewhere for the NCAA tournament. it's almost that's worse crazy. like you said the year before because they they did, there was no issue all year and then covid hits the sec tournament and they're like you're done yeah because i remember i was supposed to go to that me too and then yep. i just texted before it was canceled i just texted someone on the staff mm-hmm. and i was like i just kind of put it kind of wide open i was like should i cancel my flight yeah and that's just kind of what i left it at i was yeah. like i'm supposed to come should i cancel my flight and they were just like cancel your flight yeah, yeah. So yeah. at that point, that was like then that night was whenever everything got canceled, yeah. like NBA, all that, and, and they went to play pickup. Right? I felt, yeah. yeah, I felt so bad. Like that's what you work for. Like those, I'm sure you guys can relate, especially in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Those oh, games man. are sometimes they could be more wild than rough sometimes. Oh yeah, those. So my, like I said, I feed off of that the the road energy. I just love it. Like I I I, I love it. I would be if I had been a good player, like good enough to get minutes. Like I would that I would have thrived in those situations. And at the SEC tournament, every single fan in that arena that's not wearing blue wants you to lose. Mm-hmm. And granted, in Nashville, seventy-five percent of those fans are in blue, but everybody else is cohesively cheering against you. Tennessee fans, Florida fans, fans all the way down the line are cheering against you. And to go out and and be able to perform in that environment in a in a tournament situation, um, there's like you said, there's nothing like it. And that that kind of, I love that. That's like the precedent that we lead into, you know, selection Sunday and preparing for what playoff basketball looks like after that. And um, I think without the without that environment, without that SEC tournament, like March Madness wouldn't be what it is. I think that part, like that little weekend, kind of sets the tone for what the next couple of weeks are supposed to be. And you really like, you know, we had Sam and I had, um, well you did too, uh, where you traveled for summer ball for, for, uh, um, oh, yeah. 
because we, we went to the Bahamas. You, where Bahamas? Same yeah. Um, so that you know, you spend a week with your teammates. Then you're you know you hang out anyway during the year. But you're you know you're you're playing video games and you're going swimming and you're doing water slides and you're you're being kids yeah, with your teammates and you get to know them in that way. And then you're you're back in that environment again when you're on the road for the tournament for five or six days. You're in a hotel room and you're renting movies and you're playing cards and you're playing video games. And the only thing that matters is winning. Like you. You do this, and then you win, and then you do it again. And it, it like, kind of that mindset of the SEC tournament, for me at, at least, um, kind of set the tone for going into March, and I always thought that that was, you know, that's just that's the turning point. And I know that sounds silly because it's like the last leg of the, of the season, but, like, that's what – that's where you get focused. And it's just uh, – it's, it's that's a cool experience to that's, get through that, that you can't really describe – I'm trying to describe it. Yeah, I can't describe it's just it. The, it's the most fun part. Yeah. As a team, as like you're gonna go random places. I know we we went to Nashville and we went to St. Louis for an yeah, that tournament. was weird. Also, I heard it's in Tampa this year. It's in Tampa. Oh, I'm going. We're I'm going down there yeah. too. You need to come down say, there. Yeah, I might have to well, go. To that. Yeah, that's, we need that's to do that. Cool. That's yeah. a pretty cool yeah. spot. I would not expect it to be there. It's gonna like, be. It's gonna those, be good. Those times were some of the best times as like a cohesive unit yeah. as a team. Like we, I remember my year. One of my favorite years was my sophomore year. We stayed up to like 3 a.m. some days, and we had our group on playing GTA. Yep. And we would just play that like all night, and it was just such a like. That's how the team gets like closer. That's right. Bond yeah. better, and then you go out and play, and you can see it kind of correlate into that as well. All right, we're back. Johnny's got to refill his drink. Um, I don't even remember where we left off. Oh, Caesar butted in. Yeah. Okay. All right. How's he? What? So he said, "Who does he got tomorrow? Vermont." Yeah, he's got. Uh, he's got Vermont. He's uh, like the. One of the for his age, he's you know rising up there as a top assistant for UMBC. So yeah, yeah he's doing really well. I got the I got the semen first like first hand when he played uh, Pitt this year. They won by the way too, so it was good. <laughs> a good win for them. I mean Pitt they they got a good win against UNC the other day. But, yeah. Um, Wait, no, they beat UNC. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. They were up like only reason I only reason I put huh? the game on was only reason yeah. I put the game on is because they were up like twenty or something. And I was like. All right, let's see if there's gonna be a comeback. It was at uh, in Chapel Hill as well. Yeah. So, but you know, seeing Caesar there, it was, it was good. I'm happy. It's for awesome. Him. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's, I mean, especially being a Boston boy. Yeah. You know, those yeah. dudes don't. The, those dudes don't normally turn out so hot. All right, so. <laughs> the pool house. Oh my God, Jordan wouldn't know what to do with himself at the pool house. We were talking Johnny might not either. Go ahead. You, sorry. You leave me out of this. What's? I'm, hang I'm on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. What's the pool house, Sam? All right, all right, all right. So. Tell us about the pool house. After I graduated from. UK, hang on. He's a huge Boston guy. Okay. Big time Celtics guy. After I graduated from UK, moved to Philly for one year, then moved back to Boston. I'm living in Boston. Met up with a bunch of my buddies. And we decided to rent this old uh, house in South Boston, about five minutes from downtown, that had a gigantic pool in the basement. It was like a, it was a rundown, it was a rundown the house. The only Damn. cool thing about it was it had a pool. And it got to be known infamously as the pool house. And Todd came and visited one time. And we used to throw these pool parties from like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. I lost a good three years of my life on that <laughs> trip. The start time was 3 a.m.? Yeah, start oh, yeah. time was 3 a.m. So we'd be at the bar <laughs> oh, yeah. and every, like the whole bar, the whole club would just go back to the pool house. And it was like the frat life I never got. In sure. College. And Sam, like, you know, S Sam and I are, you know, we'll bullshit, but. I did not expect to walk into the situation <laughs> I walked into. So first off, I still have a scar on my back from uh, 
an incident that occurred uh, that night. I knocked. I managed to stab myself with an LED bulb on a screen. Do you remember that? Watch out for those. Yeah. I knocked you out the screen back. at the. Yeah. So not. <clears throat> can I name drop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, not to be the name dropper guy, but we were we were with Gronk's brothers that night like his him and his brothers which by the way i think the coolest thing in the world was that they were drinking at the bar out of shaker bottles yeah. like gronk fitness shaker bottles like elite 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 move like like hand hand the hand the shaker bottle to the bartender to mix their drink in elite so um i am at some point on this stage and fell backwards and hit the led screen and oh, like stabbed my back the club and <laughs> And knocked the screen out. And, like, you don't realize, you don't realize, no, they were all like, what's going on? You don't realize, though, how much light is blasted into the room at a nightclub by the LED screen behind the DJ until you manage to knock it out. And it was, uh, it was very, and it was quite the experience. So, anyway, we go back to the pool house that night. It was a blast. Are you recording what I'm saying? <laughs> it was, uh, it was a blast. But I, I learned real quick that he was not bullshitting about this place. But there's legit a full pool in the basement of this place. Yeah, they knocked it down now. And, but you could jump off like the railing. You could jump off the balcony. We had Loud Luxuries DJ come and perform there. It, we were on the radio one time talking about it. It was it was cool. It was we nice. need to. We'll drop it. We'll drop a picture in the in the video. We'll, we'll have now? a picture. The place is gone they now, they, they yeah. literally destroyed the place. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because so awesome. it was. They could. They were trying to get a permit to rebuild it into like multi million dollar apartments, but it was just this like frat house looking thing with a pool in it. And the neighbors, the they were they were like, you can't tear this down because this is a historical thing and we don't want big condos going up in the neighborhood. So they basically rented it to the craziest partiers they knew so that the neighbors would finally be like, okay, tear it down, tear it down and, and build these condos. But yeah, we had some wild times there and, good run it was a blast it was not what yeah. i expected we i mean to you let out some of our steam that we didn't get to let out when in, we college. in college yeah. yeah but you walk in that place and there's like i mean they had like you know the full inflatables like for the lake like on this thing like and the and the balconies were big and the but the balconies were set up in such a way that like i mean it would literally be like looking over a balcony into a family room or whatever but it was the pool in the basement so you could stand at the balcony like they'd have the dj up on the balcony like and people would be in the pool like partying we had nate robinson show up one night that was pretty cool just (laughs) absolutely wild it was great anyway what were you gonna say i was gonna ask one question about going off that as far as you talking about like frat life and stuff when you guys were in like undergrad did you guys get experience that much at all going to like the parties and stuff like that or kind of stayed away from it or what you're looking at me. So I had, <laughs> well, well, I'll, 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 so we didn't, I mean, I didn't have much experience. Like I had, I had a couple of friends that were in fraternities that I'd known from high school that were still mm-hmm. here when I, you know, when I came back. Um, but I kind of intentionally steered away from, I felt like we were kind of imposing if we showed up and stuff like that, yeah. but we would do a lot of things, you know, on our own. Like we'd go, you know, tailgate at football games and things yeah. like that, but in a way that we didn't, um, I don't know. We didn't really overstep, I guess, but but we like we had relationships with we people. Had, yeah, we had like great friends that were in SAE. Yeah, and they would just be like, come to every party, you know, be cool. But I will, I do want to talk about one story and clear the air on it because undefeated our senior year, me and Tom, oh me and you, me and, 
Me and Todd stayed out just a little bit too late. We were 21, 20, both over 21 at the time. You know, nothing wrong with going out. We had a curfew. Here, though. get this up here. You're going to need to hear this. And <laughs> me and Todd went out to the paddock for a, just a little bit too late. And it was literally, it was our, our curfew was midnight. It was like 12, 15. Like it was yeah. not bad. And but. so we're sitting at the bar at paddock and there was, at the time there was like a girl I was talking to and the bartender for whatever reason was mad about it. And I just got blindsided across the bar, absolutely smoked and thrown out of the bar for no reason. Like cold cocked over yeah, the bar. Right. So like bartender, it like, can't, like Sam's leaning against the bar with his back against the bar and dude just reaches around and cold cocks him from behind the bar. Crazy. The bartender. Yeah. Oh, the bartender. The bartender. Oh, <laughs> the bartender. Like the least expected person. Yeah. And it, it, I got thrown down the stairs, pretty much, I think, broke my collarbone or something like that and walked to the hospital the next day. And then we had to deal with Cal the next day. And Cal, you know, was pissed that we were out past curfew. He's like, mm-hmm. you guys are undefeated. What are you doing? Which and, he's right. Yeah, which he is right, right. Which is yeah. right. And we, we messed up. Um, and I had to explain to the whole team. The the truth is though that this was a Sunday night. Yeah. It was a Sunday it was a Sunday night. So no, so hang on. So that we had a one o'clock Sunday tip, which mm-hmm. I don't even think I've heard of since then for us. Yeah. We had a one o'clock Sunday tip. So we get done at like three thirty. We're off, you know, as Kyle likes to say, the rest of the day. Yeah. Um and then Sam and I were in were in business school, so we had a project due the next day together. We went back to his house, worked through the project, got an A on it, but uh, we went out afterwards for a friend's birthday, like you said, and we weren't, I mean, we weren't drunk. We weren't, you know, we were there for a short while, but it would happen to be right, you know, right after curfew that this happened. And, uh, it, you know, obviously we, we paint, we brought a spotlight at the wrong time, but yeah, at any other time we did, Sam would have got a check. A check. Yeah, I mean, we could have, could have sued the spot for yeah. a lot of money. We don't, we still don't know. Yeah, we never it was, addressed it. It was and to be well, fair, several. I'm not going to say, huh? I think it was over. I think it was over girl. I'm not going to say who because I, I don't want to draw negative attention to this. But you know, it's just a college story at this point. But at, at the time, there were several people that uh, could have made a big stink about that on our behalf. That we were like, yeah, leave it alone. They were there. They were there and saw it, and we were like, and kudos leave it alone. For Cal, well, he was really pissed. He, you know, didn't throw. He suspended. He, us yeah, he suspended us for two games. And. uh over Thanksgiving too, yeah. so we had to go home for Thanksgiving. I, think I remember that, I remember which was like whenever before, I, obviously before I knew you guys. I remember yeah. like there was a game they blew someone out, and like, mm. obviously that's our time to shine. We should have yeah. been, well, been in. Well, yeah. That's our time yeah. to shine. And I was like, where are they at? And I was, it was not even at the game. Like, it was. I, wait, you you didn't go to UCLA? No, we went, but we didn't play. We played UCLA in Chicago. Yeah, and we were up like thirty to two. Yeah, well, it was over Thanksgiving though, and and anyway, long story short, shouldn't have happened. Bad situation, bad timing, but no, completely innocent on his part. And what pissed me off is when it, like when it, when we got, when it, when the suspension happened and we weren't dressed for the game, like whatever the local paper was said that we broke team rules, which we did by being out past midnight. But the point was, is we were completely innocent. And it just it sucked, but that but I'm glad you brought that up. That was, yeah, I, I finally have the time to clear the air. Yeah, you want? I mean, it was like <laughs> the morning after was like the scariest time of my life. Oh, it was Dude, bad. We went into the meeting room and I had to stand in front of everyone while they're undefeated and be like, "Yeah, this is what happened." And yeah. Blah, blah. And I, but I'm sitting there, you know, I'm like, he has no reason not to kick me off the team. Like, <laughs> he has no reason to just be like, 
you're bringing bad attention. And, you know, he's he pulled me aside. I know he did to you afterwards, but he pulled me in his office afterwards, and he was like, look, you know, I got to count on you more than that. And he's right. So That was always one of my greatest fears. It was, it was, it was a like, bad situation because I mean, like it could, but here's the thing though. Both of us lived off campus. I was just about to ask you so, that because the best move I've done was when I went and talked to Cal after like my freshman, sophomore year, like living in the dorms and yep. stuff. And I was like, I mean, I was a good kid, you know, Same. Like, I was like, I'm yeah. not getting any trouble. Like we were, also, you saved a lot more money. Yeah. Not living in housing and yep. stuff. So you let me do that, and that was probably the best decision. Best is it was by far for me as well. We were so just so you understand, because we were walk-ons, at least for a portion. You you it's not paid for, right? So um, to live on in the dorm, and the dorms are expensive, and so after you know we'd proven that we could be where we were all three. I guess you were too academic yeah. honor roll, yeah. um, all ACC academic honor roll. All of us were taking care of our grades, no issues, no blemishes. You know showing up to practice on time, doing what we're supposed to do and everything, and trusted us to live off campus. So when I say we were out past curfew, we weren't supposed to be in the dorms. We just shouldn't have been where we were. And, uh, you know. Did they make you guys drive to the lot? Yeah, to, to check, check in? in? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it got to the point for yeah. me. I called, whether it was, I would text the coaches, like whether it was Robes, Barbie, yeah. uh, KP, like Joel, whoever it was, I would just call and be like, you really want me to drive over? Like I literally walk in the door. Yeah, and then I leave. Leave, yeah, walk I out. leave. You don't know yeah. where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home. It's yeah. a Tuesday night. Like, yeah. what do you want me to? What do you think I'm gonna do? Yep. But it got they probably thought point. you were gonna get in a fight at a bar. <laughs> I mean, on a Sunday, if it was Sam, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll tell. You, I'll say this. Sam is, for the most part, composed, but doesn't take any shit. Right. Yeah. He was 100 percent innocent in that situation and Believe it. i would have been quick to throw him under the bus if he wasn't i'm just kidding but it was uh it was it was it was yeah. it was pretty like it again any other any other circumstances and that's a that's a lawsuit but i think the kid that ended up hitting me uh like got stabbed or stabbed somebody after so yeah he dude was out of his mind those. dude he was yeah, he dude was out of his mind no he wasn't he was i'm telling you it was it was very very i mean People that worked there like quit afterwards. They were like, "I'm not, I'm not dealing with that." It was it was very odd circumstance, but again, you know. But, uh, yeah. Next subject. Yeah. Next subject. <laughs> All right. Ask your question now. Sorry, the pool house got us distracted. Yeah. This is a basketball podcast. If That's you guys true. Didn't know. Well, this is about basketball. <laughs> yeah. This, no, this is good content, no doubt. Um, life outside of basketball. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. So we were talking about like. Uh, how this team is constructed and they're built for March, right? But I think one thing that you could look at this team and say they lack is NBA talent. And I think there's a correlation there. The more built for March you are, probably the less NBA talent you have, barring some ridiculous circumstances like the 20. Wait, hang on. You think that the more you think, let me, let me, let me clarify real quick. You think the more NBA talent you have, the less prepared for March you are? Okay, go ahead. You're shaking your head. I was sad. I mean, I couldn't disagree more. Okay, go um, no. This, I mean, like, this, I want. I'm saying, like, don't say this filtered because you got a mic. Say it like how you would oh, if no, he's. So, a, yeah. So I want, like, you're full of shit. You're saying the more March Madness ready they are, the less NBA talent they have. That's what you're saying. I just want to clarify again. Typically, okay. Call but him stupid. Go. I think it's really stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid. The more March Madness ready you are, like. March Madness, you can be March Madness ready with no NBA players and be okay, but when you have the talent that we have and have the players that we have, 
going into it, like it's, I don't know how to respond to that. And, and and I, he's and, going at it. It's just like, and I think we do have you, solid NBA. It's oh, we do. No, that's what I'm trying to say. We do. We have like, yeah, there's at least right now on this team, there's at least going to be, okay, first off, most people on this team are going to go to the NBA at some point, whether it's G League, literally probably 90% of the guys, 90%. At least that's how it was for, I could only maybe put a handful of people in my hand that in my four years that just didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> hey, but like the NCAA got it right. Most of us are going to go I pro like, in something other than sports. I feel like no matter talent, <laughs> throw talent out the window, it's more so about like the team in general going into it. Like you can have, I agree with you as far as the point where like you can have NBA talent or not, but when like you're a cohesive unit and you're also buying into it and listening to the coaches, you can, you can get as far as you want. There's teams like, I remember the one, the, the COVID year, there's like the, that Penn State team and uh, Dayton who were like a top 10 team. I felt bad for them that year because that was like a one in a decade team. But like they didn't have a lot of NBA players. So I get what you're saying. But I, yeah, go ahead and try to because I'm still in. Well, well uh, so are you, I, I assume you're going to take it somewhere. Like, go ahead. I'm going somewhere. Okay, with go it. ahead. I promise I am. All right. Because um, when I look at this team, the top contributors we have, Xavier Wheeler. Definitely not an NBA player, right? We can all agree on that. Probably yeah, he's won't, not, probably won't he, end up He's in not an league. NBA player. No. Right. Oscar? That's, now, that's where I'm getting to with this. Okay. I, I'd, pick him, I'd pick him up late so? first round. Oscar, Oscar, okay, hang on. Oscar Oscar is somewhere between the 25th and 40th pick right now. He's the best player in college basketball. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Are you? Oscar is somewhere between the 25th and 40th pick. If, it, if he was to ask me my opinion... As to whether he should return or not, I'm going to say he should return. Now, even if he becomes an, are you I talking think, like I think an all star level or just like a solid NBA guy? Rotation? Oh, he's 100. percent I think he's to. yeah, he's 100. percent He he will make a roster and be fine. But my point is, is that he's 25th to 40th pick ish, which is the feedback I'm getting. Even if he wins National Player of the Year, what's the risk of coming back? This is where actually the conversation of NIL, which I do want to ask you all about in a minute comes into play for me because if you're a player like Oscar, right, you win national player of the year, you're, you go to the league and you're, you're a role player. Maybe you find the right roster. You're in good shape. You don't, maybe you're out. Maybe you got to go G league, whatever the case is. What if you could get a hundred, what if you could get a $500,000 to come back because in NIL deals to come back to Kentucky it depends on his if, visa, right? Yeah. Well, his, that, that's a different story, but, but, so he's on a student visa. So working is a little, you know, they got to figure that out. But the point is if he's able to make money coming back and, and let's say don't use Oscar as the example, but in this case, like he fits the exact mold, right? He's going to potentially be the national player of the year. He's, he's in a position where everybody loves him. Like he's his, his morals and, and um, it's, his it's, business prowess is all in line, huge right? In the NBA. If he's able to, Win National Player of the Year and return, he's guaranteed half a million dollars. Easy. I mean, probably more than, probably a lot more than that, honestly, in this town. But he's guaranteed half a million dollars. Now you're a little bit more risk averse as far as injury goes, and it might be worth, it might be worth looking into coming back because you can, you're, you're most likely going to improve your draft stock. When, when you have a guy like that, that's so much of a culture um, bringer upper, like. Guys that just like help the even if they're the last guy on the bench like George Niang uh, with the Sixers was on my high school team, 
no one ever thought he was talented, but he was the nicest guy in the world. Ended up getting improving, improving, improving. Was a star at Iowa State and still got overlooked. And now is starting for the Sixers. Same thing with another guy who grew up with Pat Connaughton. It's the same thing, like overlooked as a pro, great bench guy, just a light for their team. And I think Oscar has that same, like he, he people gravitate towards him. And, you know, those guys at the end of the bench, they're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But if you can stick a guy in there who's going to make the whole team better in practice, who's going to be physical, I mean, I, I would take him late first round. Yeah, I think he's a late first round. Like no matter what he does, he's going to make a great living with basketball. Yeah, he'll he, will. Guy, he'll he will. Be, he might not be the star or anything like that, but he's going to have a great career for 10, 15 years he could. He, he can do anything. He's he's. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy is determined to build a life for himself and his family and but he's doing going about it in the right way and the, but the reason that I say what I said is he he's going to he's going to be late first round maybe second round if he goes this year if he wins national player of the year and he can return and guarantee himself some money to take care of his family in the short term he can only improve his draft stock if he gets hurt you know we know Kentucky takes insurance policies out we know he's going to have NIL opportunities all that's going to do is help him the, the biggest thing and I'll piggyback this this conversation real quick with the NIL situation is the biggest thing is everybody looks at it like oh they can make money during the season yeah that's great but the way that I think about it and I assume you two do as well is from a business perspective you get to learn the stuff that everybody else is learning while they're in college that we didn't get to we don't get to do internships we didn't get to I didn't know how to fill out a W-2 legitimately didn't know whether to claim one or zero on my taxes when I first got out of school. I never had a job. I couldn't. It was illegal. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. I even had a summer job um, working as a, for a moving company, Wildcat Moving, here in town, and got suspended because I had a job in the summer. Yeah, that's I'm crazy. Related, like- they put my picture on the website, and they weren't apparently, and I didn't get paid for that, but they said wow. that that was marketing for their company. So I got suspended. Wow. And while that lawsuit ties. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but my point is, is like those things are like the learning curve that the three of us have had to adapt to since graduating that they're getting to do now. They're going to have, they're going to figure out, you know, the, the things that you don't know to ask. And that mm-hmm. is invaluable. That's worth more than the money. It honestly is worth more than the money they're going to make in school is having that leg up now because I'm getting a little bit off topic, but because he's going to be able to step out of, of college and know how to run a business that is him. It's him is the business. Oscar, each player, that's their business. It's themselves. If he knows how to do that and do it well, then... He's going to, he's going to be great. Yeah. But I will say one thing. He'll never be as big as he is at Kentucky. He, he, could be, he could be a great NBA player. He'll never have the popularity and stuff like that that he has at Kentucky. Just because of how the just because of the fan yep. base, just because of the way he plays. I believe without a doubt that his value off the court is more valuable next year in a Kentucky uniform in Lexington than it is on any NBA team. Without a doubt. And that's what is good about the NIL. It will allow him to make the decision as far as when it's best for him to advance with basketball and no other circumstances. Spend it this way. I like, you know, Oscar's pitch to come back. You know, he's a very selfless person. He can say, look, I want to come back to help Lexington business. Yes. Put them on the national map. He says that every Lexington business is going to yeah, be they're like, jumping all take over. my money, take yeah. my money, take yeah. my money. 100%. I mean, if we had that when we were back, because we, we were obviously like four-year guys. This was my question. <laughs> yeah, Go so for like, it. <laughs> how, what, what do you think we could have done? Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what mine would have been. You ready? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I would have gone to Deja Vu, okay. the strip club, and I would have said, are you also the last, are you also the last option every night? <laughs> like me? Stop by Deja Vu for 20% off. That would have been my pitch. Uh, my pitch? Well, I, let me guess, the paddock. You know the pitch or like who, yeah. No, well, your top venture. So I, I kind of. I'm joking, mom. I, you know, dip my, I dip my, I dip, I dip my toe into this after we, we, and me and Johnny were talking about earlier about mm-hmm. my t-shirts, when every game productions and mm-hmm. when every game I played in. So I kind of got a taste of like a little bit of what is possible with NIL. And I couldn't even imagine if we all had that while we were playing and what we could do because we have so much time on our hands. We're all creative uh, people. We could figure out ways to different monetize what we're doing and, I think I think it would have been cool, um, but it, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't change anything for the way it went. No, I I, I mean I was very lucky to be a part of that, and um, you know, especially at the time that we were, I was one year late. Yeah. But at the time, well, uh, you, can, you can still file that lawsuit with the I, moving company. You're right. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. I was trying, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a place where like everyone goes like local taco. That's yeah. That's yeah. What I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking right there. You and Marcus well, Lee's local taco. I could have did, Malone. Yeah, did Malone's. local taco. Would have been I would, every once in a while. That's still. who we need to call. He's asleep right now. I bet. But Marcus we, Lee. Yeah. I talked to him the other day, and he was like, you know, on the airplane. But he Facetimed me this morning. He was he two thirty this morning. He was drinking a beer, which means it was nine thirty this morning there. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're a pro. We do go ahead. Sorry, local taco. Like I still like. I would. I still every once in a while will literally just like tweet like, "Hey, I'm craving local taco," like probably once a year. Yeah, because I do. I haven't been here for like two and a half years. That's literally where I'm going right after this. Somehow. Back to Kyle. Ready? Just ca- look at the camera and do three, two, one, and then start talking. Kyle's my boy. He's been killing. Or don't. He's been killing. Uh, one, two. <laughs> he needs to see so he can match it with the audio. Okay. So go like this and then start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in there. Leave that in there. Just all right. Leave that in there. Go. Go ahead. Yeah. So a story about Kyle. Kyle left to Gonzaga, came back, and did an autograph signing and made like 20 grand signing autographs after he had left Big Blue Nation. Fans love him, man. He came for back. Him. He's, for him. he's Kyle Wilcher. He's the man. Yeah, he's the I man. I talked to him about two days ago. He FaceTimed me. He's killing it out in Spain and got a little girl now. And yeah. He's he's a bucket. Yeah. He's a bucket. He's I mean, he. I'll say this in in my entire time at UK. He, the diamond drill, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah, he scored. So the diamond drill for you and the listeners is four on four, and it's it's it's. I mean, that's it. It's four on four, and it's basically the four defenders have to stop the offense from scoring th- for a full shot clock. Um, and it, which means no offensive rebounds, you know, the whole, all the way down the line. You have to get a stop. And the way they did with us is you had to get like three stops in a row. To three get in a row. Yeah. yeah. Three in a row, full shot clock, three stops in a row without an offensive rebound. Right. So perfect defense in four on four in the half court, which is tough. Um, Kyle Wilcher, like legitimately scored more points in that drill than I've ever seen like against I mean you know some pretty top tier talent and was was he not the most efficient 
Every, I mean, that that was it. Actually, that was spot on. The, that quick release, like he was impossible to guard in that. Granted, he couldn't play defense yeah, for shit. He got defense. he got. He's improved from tape. I've seen he's improved his defense, but at the time, his defense was very suspect. Very suspect. There was a time at Vanderbilt. Sorry, Kyle, if he's watching this, he won't. Roast he probably Kyle won't. It was literally. It was. It was. It was bad. He remembers. I don't have to go into it. It wasn't good. wasn't good. Yeah, going back to that drill, I remember the one of the first times, like, my freshman year, I got into practice. I had to sub in for someone real quick off the side, and, like, we were doing that four and four, um, and we were on there. They stopped us, like, twice, and then on the third one, I remember this was, like, the first, like, even shot I made in practice. It was, just, I was This was how early on it was. So what happened was the shot clock was going down. I think it was, like, Charles Matthews or someone passed me the ball. And I literally, from, like, the top of the key, the shot clock, I literally looked up. It was already at one. I literally just, like, touch pass it towards the, <laughs> towards the hoop. Goes right in. I remember seeing it, Tyler Ulis was so pissed. Because he's, like, <laughs> they've been out there for so long. Because they were doing it before I like, even got in. Like I said, he was so if you have a good practice. If you have a good practice, it sucks for everybody else. Oh, exactly, exactly. He was so mad. I, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't feel bad. I was hyped. I mean, yeah. How about Charles? Charles went on to Michigan and balled. Good for him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Me too. Johnny Juzang. Yeah, Johnny too. Yeah. Johnny's. I mean, he's he's in the he's in the conversation for National Player of the Year right now, isn't he? Yeah. He won't win, but he's him up there. Johnny, him and Johnny yeah. David. I mean, Johnny Davis. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Davis. God, I hate. I think Wisconsin. he took my number too. He took Did number he? ten after as well. I, be, I believe so. Cease and desist. There you go. Yeah. We're just trying to be a better Johnny. There you <laughs> go. I was there for four years. He's only there for one. Though. <laughs> you got another one? My last thing's pretty stupid. Okay, go. Oh, we like that. Get it. Right, we we're we're probably at an hour right now. Yeah, we're yeah we've been rambling quite a bit, but this is the real hard hitting journalistic questions here. So well, it's not even a question actually. This is my totally unbiased list of since Johnny's here. The top five athletes with two first names. Okay. I kind of like this, actually. Number one. Remember, remember, totally unbiased. Wait, of all uh, all across the board? All athletes ever. Did you include table tennis? Yes. Okay. Number one. Again, totally unbiased. Tom Brady. (laughs) Actually, actually, he is the rare quadruple first name. Thomas Thomas Edward Edward Patrick Brady. Are you really? Okay, well, number though that's a triple. my first name that's is Samuel. A triple. That's a triple, Johnny. That's a triple though. He's a quad. Oh, he's quad. He's quad. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Yeah, it's all right. Um, Tom, number I, two. How, did you know his middle two names? Yes, of course I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. That. Get with the program, Todd. Number two, Johnny David. What's your middle name? Johnny Samuel Davis. We got three so, Samuels so a quad, here. a trip. Oh, we he's do. Sammy too. We do have three Samuels. Three Sammies. I didn't know you yeah. were. He's Sam, He's obviously Samuel. Triple Sammy. All right. Go ahead. Who's three? Three. Michael Jordan. It's fair, I guess. Four. Chris Paul. All right. And five. This is a tie for five. Both Josh Allens. That's my piece. It's actually quite thoughtful of you to put that kind of time and effort into this. How long did that take you? I did it in the truck, as you guys <laughs> <laughs> I wish we'd had a camera on you for that. You were super proud of that list. Also, your sweatshirt's kind of dope. You kind of forgot about Muhammad Ali. That's tough. That's a tough list for me. 
That is that's that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just going to cut that because oh. <laughs> I forgot Muhammad Ali. Wow, throw, throw Muhammad Ali in there. All right, I feel like we got to end with something spectacular. I want another – let's think here. Let's be quick. We can cut this part too, but I want to end with another another story. I want to end with another story. You got something that we can we say? I don't got shit. I know, I but that's what it's spo- that's yeah. what it's supposed to be for. Yeah, honestly, I don't, yeah. We just okay, hang on. Tin, tin roof and okay, make another on. story. All right, all right, all right, all right. Ready? Thir- 30, 30, 30, 30, uh, 32, 45. All right. That's fine. You can do that. Okay. Um, so tomorrow we have the first alumni event that you will have been a part of, yeah. right? And uh, Sam and I, we got to do Big Blue Madness. What did you do? You know, he he was there. I went to Madness the year after I graduated. Yeah. And then COVID's been a problem since then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so tomorrow we got um, we got an alumni event, um, which they always do on All Star Weekend because we have so many All Stars in the NBA now that can't can't make it. Of course, now we have like some of our teammates who are All Stars. Like that are at All Star Weekend, so they can't make it still. But normally they scheduled it that way so that people could have a break from the league and come back. I guess they just didn't account for the fact that we were going to have so many; they would be busy anyway. Um, tomorrow we got um, Alabama at home. What's the spread? Do you know the spread yet? Can't check it because your phone. All right. I went to look for it today. But you should pay your phone bill. What's this podcast called? Seat fourteen. Seat fourteen. You, do you know why? 14 you were riding the bus because there's 13 scholarships oh. is that not good I mean, that's, that's good, good right that's really i good. thought you were riding a bus one day and you were 14 seat <laughs> no. And no that's close though um no it's because there's 13 scholarships i thought that was pretty good and it's not and it doesn't limit it to kentucky so hopefully yeah. if it if it actually works we can do other schools too um the top thing i'm looking forward to tomorrow though i've never had rub ice cream Oh my God! Really? Ice cream. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna want to wait. You're not gonna want to wait in line. I've never had. It. I remember I told my senior day. I told Reed Travis. I was like, dude, we might just have to like walk up and go. Get you should have in uniform. You should have yeah. done that. You should have yeah. done that. They they should have like. They should that that would be fun. You know what should have done is like after like you know how like you start as a senior. You get to go coming take off, a break. Timeout. They should yep. just have a cone ready for you. Right. Or you there. just they call a timeout and you get to like go meet the vendor in the stands and they yeah. like get it I, on on I the big screen. Vendor before I forget where, but I remember I was with. It was like me, Mike Mulder, and Isaac, and we yeah. were talking to her. She's like, come up to 139. I don't know. I could be making that up. Yeah. That's okay in mind. She's like, right there, that's my station. I'll give you whatever. That's amazing. I was like. That's also <laughs> illegal. Can't say that. I'm just kidding. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. God forbid they come after you post, post uh, situation here. All right. Hang on. The spread tomorrow. Not that we can bet in the state of Kentucky. Oh, wait. It's still not out. It's yeah, still not out. I looked this morning in PA when I could bet on it. Nothing was. Yeah, there. but it's it's it's. Yeah. yeah. What's going on there? All right. Anyway, it's eighteen hours from now. There's no there's no line. Okay. So, what do we think? There's Alabama's twenty fifth. We're fourth. What do you what do you think the spread will be? At home, I think they'd at least give us like eight and a half. You think it's eight and a half? Coming off that loss, I bet it's I bet it's half that. It's half that. How much do we beat? I bet it's four twenty-five. How much do we beat at? How much do we beat Alabama at? <laughs> at their place? Joking. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. Had a rub too. 
So what do you what do what? Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. What do you think home advantage should be worth in points? In points, Sam. Zero. Cameron does. No. Cameron Mills does say zero. I dis- he does. I. That's, that's. I disagree with that. I disagree. I, dis- I disagree. I disagree with it too. I don't think it's as heavy as a lot of people give it. Again, because of what I said, I think some athletes. Seriously, I think some athletes feed off of that. Like I would always like. I wasn't gambling when JJ Redick was playing at Duke, but I wasn't. I was fucking. I was eight years old. But I think that. I think that. Oh, I guess I was like twelve. I don't know. I think that that some athletes would benefit from that. I really do. I think they show up in that situation. Yeah, I think there's some type but of data we could pull. It's so four. It's, so it's four. It's le- so data says four to six points for home court. But there's advantage. a lot of difference between going to. Uh, Correct. Um, let's see. I know whatever you're going to say. Going to South Carolina versus going to Indiana. Going to University of Pittsburgh game versus at a Kentucky yeah. game. How much did the anybody want to know? Little, there's a difference little. when people get your phone number and start texting your sister and putting up <laughs> Craigslist ads. And how about um, the okay? Well, well, one more quick tangent. The the SEC, like how annoying was like the cowbells at Mississippi State and the uh, the like the the male the male cheerleaders doing the whoo hoo at Texas Tech or Texas A and M. Pig suey. The pig suey. Another one at Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Arkansas is pig suey. Yeah. Texas Texas A and M's got the that thing, which one is thing, really frustrating and the distracting. One thing I do respect about A and M is that they have the people running the student section. Like that student section. That's I like. I, I like. Look, that. I'm not against that. I just I I'm so distracted. Like, have you seen this? You probably don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, but like, have you? I, you don't. They don't show them on camera the whole time. They're like constantly. Yeah. They're like constantly doing the. And like it's really, really annoying. As they should be. Very annoying. So you got that, you got the pig suey, you got the cowbells at Mississippi State, you got um what's the other one? There's another big one. The whole the uh No, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. There's another one that I'm drawing a blank on. UK Sam's distracted. UK doesn't do any of this. He's texting his baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'm texting my Son. I meant your sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> um, but you, I'm glad UK doesn't do any of that gimmicky shit. Like, there's no type of uh, just go big, go big blue. Yeah. No, there ain't nothing like that. Yeah. I hate the cowbells. Is my point. I hate the cowbells. Yeah, I hate. Let it out, man. Let it out. I hate the. Like the I'll say. Tell us how you really feel. I hate them. I hate them. I got in more trouble for tweeting about. Negatively about Starkville, Mississippi, than any public trouble I've ever gotten in, though. Oh, I got in trouble one time tweeting about uh, the refs after a game. Did you? Yeah. It, while you were there? Yeah, I got yelled at. Yeah. By, really? by the staff? Well, now you're out. Well, no, what happened was I said something. I just said something about stripes. I mean, which is obviously, you know what I'm yeah. saying. And, um, but this is while I, you were playing after yeah, a game. It was, yeah, it was after. I was, it was when I was playing, and it obviously wasn't the right choice to do, obviously. And then. Did you say I, they were super good at their job? Yeah, that's exactly okay. What perfect. I said. Exactly. Find I me saying, then. I was yeah. giving him a really good compliment. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, some people got mad that I was complimenting the refs, and I got yelled at. Can you say on who? The way to, on the way, on the way from the bus to the uh, to the airplane. Can you say who? Um, you don't have to. Was it Deb? It was Deb. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got, no, no, Deb. no, 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 no. It wasn't one of them. It wasn't one of them, but. I was thing is I already del- I realized it was bad and it was probably on there for maybe a minute. Mm. Then I realized like, you know you know how like when you're in the caught up in the moment 
then you look at it and you realize like wait i can't yeah. do this yeah, yeah. So that's why I, that's why i got off of twitter yeah but then but <laughs> someone told somebody i'll tell you off this someone yeah no that's but, fine i ain't gonna do and, um but yeah because i remember i caught i was so blindsided by it because i was like i knew i was wrong and they even texted me and i was like yeah, i'm sorry i took it off my bad. yeah and um yeah hey there is no i'll say i'll i'm not i never blame a loss on the refs even though, and Sam and I, I mean, when we lost to Wisconsin, I mean that shot clock violation. We'll that's what I was saying. Bad. When we lost to Wisconsin, when we lost to Wisconsin, there was a clear, blatant shot clock violation, which is made worse because you can review shot clock violations, and they did, and they still let it pass. That is absolutely absurd. But I believe that we should have never put them in a position to determine the outcome of the game. So I do not blame them. I think we should have. I think we were a better team than that. We shouldn't have put them in that position. Irregardless, there is no profession in the United States of America that you can't that you can't no that you can't get fired for being terrible at. Oh yeah. Other than refereeing college basketball or football. There's also no profession that you can get that verbally abused at your job. True. True. They do. Yeah, that's true. That's, I would, yeah, I wouldn't want to be yelled at. That's true. If the things that fans said to refs, like if you walked into like a Chick Fil A yeah. and said that to someone, <laughs> like you're going Cal out, like you're leaving in cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> if you walked into a Chick Fil A and said what you, what fans or coaches or players, even for that matter, say to referees in college basketball, you're leaving in cuffs. But so I'd be remiss not to say that. But still, it's absurd. So anyway, all right. What was I rapping with? Something important. Are we talking about the line? The line of the, the game line. Tomorrow, so week. I'm going to bet four and a half is the line. I think we cover that. I saw it. We were uh, one point favorites at one point earlier this week. Who put that out? It's not out on. It was yeah. it was Caesar's. Um, uh, not Caesar. Um, not the Caesar not that Caesar just salad. Uh, Caesar uh, <laughs> sportsbook. Yeah. <laughs> Not Caesar. Yeah, they said, they said it was, no. They said we were one point favorites, which well, I, tried, I tried to bet my house, but it didn't work. Yeah. Well, that's I'd true. at least give it. I'd at least give it like five and a half, six. I think five it's gonna be four and a half. But if it's it, if you're saying one, I'm saying maybe it was just like blowback from the Tennessee loss, but like on Monday, so it's saying we're gonna one. lose at home is what. Like, I can't believe that it's. Well, I haven't seen. So I, I've just I looked at Caesars and I didn't see anything yet. But I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't. Maybe I think change, but on Monday it was one. Yeah, I think I think it'll come out at four and a half. I think we're going to cover that. But regardless, do you, do we cover four and a half if, you, if it comes out at that? Oh yeah, four and but a half. But if, if it's eight and a half, do you take us? And I'll take that too. You take us at two. Yeah, All right. It's a good, okay. I mean, it might be like a six point game at the end. Some yeah. Free throws. Yeah. We'll so take you're that. taking double. You're taking a double digit win. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know they're out. All right. I know they're out. I like it. The I confidence is I surging. I love it. I do. This is a this Alabama team though is is a crapshoot. They've beat how many top five teams? Three top yeah, five teams, right? Baylor, Gonzaga, yeah. Baylor, and um. Weren't they all? Who's the other one? I know the Baylor one was at home. I know Baylor was at home. Or did they beat the other places? Other people at their place or neutral or neutral? Gonzaga was neutral. Dude, rep's a hard place to play, man. I wish I wish the students were, you know, all around the court, though. It's probably yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, at definitely. that. It, the, I look, it's we we money. all we know we like we know the boosters We're friends with the boosters. I mean, one of them's names is on the practice court that we I mean, yeah. like they're the, the support that they have for this team is phenomenal. Like win, lose or draw. Mm-hmm. 
but it does affect like the student section is 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 limited. Yeah. I I, th- I still think even with that, he said there's no reason that Arkansas should have a superior home court than Kentucky, just I, because I, they could hear that. I don't think that's true. I I think just because the fans aren't on the floor doesn't mean it could I, be better. But you walk in a rup and you like you look around. And you're I agree. Like, Holy yeah. shit! There's like twenty three thousand people here, but also it works the other way where you see guys go off like they've never like they get a superpower. Like it's, which is exactly why I'm saying I think I would feed off that energy. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 hit or miss per player to player. But either way, we're excited because Kentucky's doing this this uh, you know they're bringing us all back for uh, for um, alumni weekend. So Johnny's in town from Pittsburgh. Sam is in town from uh, Fort Lauderdale, and I'm in town because I live here. So um, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna get to enjoy that and uh and you know our our former teammates and and generations of the past it's gonna be a good time um so we're looking forward to that tomorrow appreciate you guys joining yeah, um cheers cheers sam's out you can Shocker. make my check out is it the budweiser and the bourbon pays us right for yeah this? correct just yeah. get your check on the way out yeah, the door okay, from the secretary and uh we will uh we'll re- jordan i'll be right bite or Jordan and I will be right back to wrap this up. We want to take a moment to tell you about our friends over at Liquid IV. Liquid IV's Hydration Multiplier is a great-tasting daily electrolyte drink mix that utilizes the breakthrough science of cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. Just add the electrolyte powder to your water and let CTT do the rest. With three times the electrolytes of sports drinks as well as five essential vitamins, Liquid IV comes in convenient, travel-friendly, single-serving packets. It is non-GMO with no artificial ingredients and comes in eight delicious flavors, including lemon-lime, pina colada, watermelon, passion fruit, guava, acai berry, apple pie, and my personal favorite, strawberry. So head on over to liquidiv.com. That's liquid-iv.com and plug in code SEAT14 at checkout to enjoy 25% off of your order. Liquid IV, fueling life's adventures. Well, that's about as much as you can ask for. Yeah. I mean, the, the cool thing about getting to vibe with those guys is um, we all went through a similar situation, a little bit different with each one of yeah. us, but... Um, Johnny is actually my quintessential UK walk-on because my you're eight, my yeah. viewing yeah yeah like I really started to get into it big time your last year mm-hmm. and then yeah throughout his four years there I was like yeah that's my guy and then he started doing that all access stuff and that was just great that's, it's so that's so that's the, probably some of the best content to come out of sure a, like a, a locker room environment hundred percent and the 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 cool thing about like. You know, social media has got a a very dark, dangerous side, but it's also got an extremely enlightening, motivational side. Um, you know, you 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 deal with the 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 body positivity stuff and like the everybody shows all the greatness in their life side, and that's you know what it is. Like it's it's hit or miss. You know, fake. It, yeah, it's fake, but it, but it, there there's the inspiring part i guess you know like you, you got get the, some people the motivational i'm saying there's like the motivational speaking pieces and like a lot of it's fake but it but it's it's incentivizing right yeah. well the, it's it's fake to an end like it's it just doesn't really affect me like correct. i see through that stuff yeah but i understand the value in it yeah but i'm saying like you you have the the people that use social media to like 
you know, sell their book or their, their, their workout program or their, you know, their cookbook or whatever, whatever the case is, right? You got that. And that's good. And then you got the opposite of that. That's negative. That's, that's a, that's used to hate on people. Yeah. And, and then you have this other side that's transparency where people use it to show, you know, a personality for, for, to your point, like Johnny did of an athlete. So, and, and Johnny just made a testament to that where he said, you know, you don't have fans as much hating on the fact that so-and-so missed a shot if they see and understand who they are as a person. They're still a kid. They, they have family problems. They have, uh, you know, girl problems. They're struggling with their studies in school. And they're, you know, basketball is not who they are. It's what they do. And in uh, in a lot of cases, it's a means to an education for a lot of these kids. Um, and once you start to see them in that light, it kind of changes um, your perspective from a fandom situation. And that, I think, is, um, again, like we talked about in the last segment, that's what a lot of this NIL stuff is going to get to do. It's going to show you, um, it's going to, you know, not only educate the player on uh, the way that the real world works as far as business and, and how to manage money and things like that, but um, it's also going to be a, a very transparent window to what these guys yeah. are dealing with and who they are as a person. Yeah. Peel the um, curtain back. And goals. Yeah, it peels the curtain back. Which truly shouldn't be there in the first place. But I'm it not, is. I'm not in the business of criticizing college athletes, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are. And it well, sucks, but that's just that's just where we are. I, I've made a conscious effort to avoid saying critical things in a, in a lot of ways, um, not only just with athletics, but with a lot of other things, because you don't know what people are going through. Yeah. Um, and and that's something that I dealt with firsthand in college. You know, I um, either myself dealt with or saw teammates of mine deal with that type of critique. Um, and it's uh, it's it's unfair. I mean, you, I don't get to come to your job like we talked about with the the Chick Fil A thing. I don't get to come to your job and tell you how I feel about your performance, like as a patron that has nothing to do with your paycheck. I don't get to do that. It's illegal, actually, to do that. Um, and you know, not that I'm comparing the two. Like basketball is for is for sport. It's for show. It's for entertainment. I'm not saying that they're not absent from criticism, yeah. but. Criticism between the lines is one thing. That's one thing. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just, it gets to be a lot. And uh, we're living in a world and an era these days that these kids are so accessible with with tweets and comments on Instagram and direct messages and these kinds of things that um, sometimes we tend to forget as a society or as a fan base that there's a lot more that goes into it than um, just their ability to perform on the court. And, uh, you know, I think that this particular panel tonight um, can be a testament to that in a very unique way because we weren't necessarily always the ones that were under that type of magnus, uh, magnifying glass. Yeah, but, but you still saw we the were, effect. But we it. were friends with those that were, and uh, we watched you know things that they've struggled with and things that um, you know incentivized them and motivated them. And I think you know as this nil stuff starts to progress, progress that people will realize. Um, that there's a way to use this to an advantage for everyone. And it's not, it's not a money grab. It's not a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an internship. It's an educational opportunity. And granted, yeah, will it help 
help them monetarily and with some families. Yeah, but it should have the but whole it time. It should have the whole time, and it's and it's and it's in a healthy it's a billion dollar industry. But it, correct, it's in a but it's in a helpful educational way that um, has been absent from athletics for the entire time the NCAA has been established. Yeah. Amateur um, athletics. Yeah. Lose that amateur shit. Bro. Yeah. Miss but, me with that. Yeah. Miss me with that. I like that phrase, actually. That was behind me. I was, uh, yeah. like, the miss me with that. Like, I wish I had gotten to use yeah. that. Like, yeah, you I were a little ahead of those. Yeah. I was a little ahead of those phrases, but kind of as social media started to really take off. And, yeah. And yeah, all the mumble rapping and stuff happened. But I will, I will, I will say this. You the, hate no cap, though. I do hate no cap. I don't like that one. I don't like that one at all. But I will say this. <laughs> Certified, that, not approved by Todd. I mean, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use so it. So then you're a poser. I, I'm a poser, yeah. <laughs> I just got to, I yeah, mean. Uh, that's right. I yeah. hate to call you out, but. So, but, but all jokes aside, the, the staff at Kentucky, and I'm not saying that because I went there and, and our loyalty to the program. I'm saying this because I respect the people that deal, that had to deal with, I should say, um, that realm that we didn't see at the time that we were going through it. Like all the stuff that they had to deal with as far as abiding by the NCAA guidelines and our compliance department and our marketing department and our media department. Um, they do a phenomenal job of protecting those guys um, from things that they don't understand or things that they can't see or the angles that some of these um, not only media personnel, but um, you know, the the people that are trying to to bring us down, they protected us from it. They educated us well, um, and you know that's why you have the the outlook that the three of us do. And that's uh, you know I can't thank them enough for that because um, it's something that that they were able to provide us, even if they couldn't provide us the work experience or the um, you know those things that we were lacking because of the NCAA rules, and they did a phenomenal job at it. I have the utmost respect for them and the program that Kentucky's built um, behind those groups of people. Those are the ones that live in the shadows that don't get yeah. the credit. The NCAA acts like it's about the kids. Yeah, yeah, no, those no, people. Are those the people are, are the about ones the about the kids. the kids, and they're and they're they're doing that with zero shine. I mean, those people that are putting that time and effort and energy in and dedicating to protecting us from what we don't see as the enemy um is you know that you don't see it till later and i have i have the utmost respect for them so um i'm not going to name them my name because uh that would be unfair they know who they are they know who they are and uh there's lots of them across the country that neither of us at every school well. at every yeah. school and i and and some of them i know that have been at kentucky that have moved on to other schools but um you know just know that at the time we thought that you were being overbearing. Uh, we appreciate what you've protected us from uh, down the road. So thank you all for that. Um, you know who you are, but uh, the education is far, far more valuable to me now and those of us now, uh, Sam and uh, Johnny included, than uh, than possibly even the, the business degrees we got from the university, to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> but uh, it's been a blast. Um, so we're gonna, I guess we're going to wrap another episode, man. Yeah, we're gonna have a different uh, a different scene next time behind beyond the uh, the Goodbye, uh, the horse or the bluegrass horse. here. We're gonna have a different scene uh, moving forward in episodes coming forward. So we're excited about that. And uh, let's bounce back and drop. Yeah, about, let's just, beat them. Let's beat them by twenty. Just blast Alabama 25. by twenty. Is that too much to ask for? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think, think they so deserve either. it. Honestly, we've seen they've gotten a couple wins they didn't deserve. 
Yeah. Let's bring them back down to earth. Although yeah. we kind of already did that once, but now we're kind of reeling maybe. Now it's time. Yeah. We're going to lay the hammer down. Even even two or three guys down tomorrow. Um, it's time for my man, Kellen Grady, to get the role that he deserves. It's true. That I've been I think I think if he steps into that role, that this team is unstoppable. I, I do believe, though, that Ty Ty is I – mean, I mean, this is, goes without saying, but I think that Ty Ty is an unbelievable integral part of what this roster needs. I pray for not only our team's sake but his sake that this injury is not, you know, quite as bad as it seemed. Um, the look on his face really scared me when he went to the bench. But yeah, I um, think. But I also think he cares a lot. He cares a lot. A lot. He wants to be. He, do, he doesn't he want to have to sit on that sideline. He ca- he, he wants seems to be like there for so team. easygoing and so like yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think deep down he probably cares a lot more than oh he absolutely understand. he does absolutely he does he just he it pained him he's to smart sit. too he's really smart but that latter part of the second half it pained him to have to sit on that sideline and watch his team play ball without him and he wants to be out there and contribute to those those wins so bad and and the fact that we're trailing on the road and he can't you know he can't go like that kills him and that's and that's what it takes in a competitor um, in the long run so. Um, you know, hopefully he's okay, and uh, you know we look for him to get back. And um, I, I doubt it's going to be tomorrow. I doubt it's even going to be this week. I think yeah. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna he's gonna need a couple days um, to try to get get that ankle healthy again, and that's fine. Um, but I don't care. I'm still hammering in Kentucky. No, we're we're covering. I don't even know what the spread is yet, but we're covering. Yeah. Um, I just I'm I think this truck I think it mean I think it means too much to this team. And uh, and we have the pieces in order. I don't think Alabama's got the pieces to stop us. Um, but regardless, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I'm getting looking forward to seeing not only my friends and teammates I've played with and hang out with t- uh, Sam and Johnny and a couple other guys that are around our era, but also my dad played here and his his friends that are in his era are going to be in town and um, we're excited to get to hang out together. So it's going to be a fun night. And we'll be back next week with, um, once again, a new set Um, a new opportunity and we're really looking forward to that it's going to be an absolute blast Uh, so good luck to the cats tomorrow and uh, we'll take you out here this is c14